Trivia. Oh, is that one of the trivia goofs in the Santa Claus, is it? Um, you know, I think I think Santa Claus is probably the funniest film ever made, James. It's um, did you did you know that it it, it it's got a pun in the title? What? It's not wait, wait. it's not the Santa Claus. It's the Santa Claus with an E because it's a clause like in a in a contract. Oh, I, yeah, I know. And then in the movie, he signs this contract to become Santa Claus. So it's like his pun that's, in the that's the Santa hilarious. I have to admit, I never noticed that. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm really blonde. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually brand new information. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? Yeah, like when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>. No, no. <laughs> That's actually the best. Oh, I'll keep trying, guys. Right. We ready? Welcome to How Did It Come To This, where those who believe the news receive the history. Sitting across from me is a woman who wants Santa to come and trim her Christmas tree with some decorations bought at Tiffany's. It's Siobhan Doherty. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm well. That's How good. are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And next to me is a man who has never received a lump of coal in his life. It's James Tuckwell. How are you, James? Good. Yeah, good, good. I don't believe that for a second. You reckon he was naughty enough yeah, to get coal? Look at him. I was a good boy. You were a good boy. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and so this is Christmas, and what have you done? I bet it's not as much as the subject of today's episode. Keeping a running tally on every person in the world, running a large community of what appear to be indentured labour, somehow managing to traverse the globe in a single night while stopping at every place of residence. And let's not get started on the breaking and entering. Where does Santa come from? What is the deal with the sleigh and the reindeer? Does he have a passport? And why didn't he bring me that model train set I wanted when I was eight? How did it come to this? And that's beautiful background music. Oh, thank you, John Williams. Yeah. I, I, I better make sure to thank him so he doesn't copyright strike us. <laughs> Please don't sue us. <laughs> um, well, today we are looking at the man with the bag, mm-hmm. Santa Claus, mm-hmm. uh, as he is known colloquially. Um, <laughs> but the reason we're doing so is because um, I found this this neat little article from New South Wales Health. I think a lot of places around the world are doing this. Yeah, yeah, I have seen a few of them. Um, but so this this is from one. This yeah, this is from the the New South Wales Health website, uh, dated the twenty seventh of November, twenty twenty. Uh, the global COVID nineteen pandemic will not impede Santa or his helpers' entry into New South Wales on the twenty fourth and twenty fifth of December. Thanks to an extra special essential workers exemption granted by the New South Wales Minister for Health, Brad Hazard. Uh, Mr. Hazard has written to Mrs. Claus, oh, sorry, Mr. Claus at the North Pole to address uh, and to say that he and his elves and nine reindeer are not required to complete a 14 day isolation in hotel quarantine after their sleigh crosses the New South Wales border, which is, that's, I mean, that's good because 14 days. Well, that would slow the whole thing right that's down. That's even worse it? than the 12 days of Christmas, I isn't know. it? It's ridiculous. Um, we have to write a whole new song. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, I think um, 
it, it does say that uh, it, it, the exemption includes precautions, though, mm. um, that all presents will be delivered after bedtime to minim- minimise contact. Yes. Uh, you and your elves maintain a 1.5 metre physical distancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, If they're unwell, they should get a COVID-19 test and, and isolate right away. Yep. Uh, that the elves must wash their hands regularly and carry hand sanitizer with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that they should wear a mask uh, if they're unable to maintain the physical distancing. Yeah, well, in the sleigh, obviously, that's. that's I think how, that's a that's a difficult yeah. one. Maybe yeah. coming down the chimney too. It's a yeah, bit tight. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. that kind of yeah. instance, uh, mm-hmm. so um, you know, it's pretty. Uh, I'm pretty excited that Santa's allowed to come in without. Yes, I I really liked Santa's reply. Uh, sure. He confirmed the receipt of the special exemption and said uh, that he and his helpers were only too happy to comply, having secured a jumbo supply of hand and hoof sanitizer to last their journey. Yeah, well, so. hoof sanitizer. I suppose those Super reindeer important. are pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure about the science behind, um, you know, human to reindeer transmission, but you know, you can't be too careful. Mm, sure, sure. Mm. Um, well, so I, I fear we we should jump back in time. Yeah. Uh, and and of course, um, the the question. Where did this guy where, even come from? And and so to to get back there, um, I thought Bob Dylan might take us. Yay, go yeah. Bob! Oh, hang on, hang on. I need to have the sound turned up <laughs> before we go back. Okay, ready? Here we go. Ready. Thanks, Bob. Oh, <laughs> even Bob sold out. That's really funny. Isn't it? That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a goodie though. It is. All right. Look, we've gone we've gone back to the fourth century. Yeah. Um, so I mean this is it's one of the earliest ones we've gone to. Quite a ways back. Quite yeah, a way, yeah. quite a ways back. Yeah. Um, because of course, I think as most people would know, Santa mm-hmm. is kind of loosely based on a proper saint, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Saint Nicholas yep. um, of Myra. Um, he was a, a Greek Christian bishop mm-hmm. uh, and he was famous for his generous gifts to the poor. Mm-hmm. In particular, presenting the three impoverished daughters of a pious Christian with dowries so they would not have to become prostitutes. Mm-hmm. The original Christmas present. The original Christmas present. <laughs> That's lovely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, the original uh, St. Nick, uh, he was, you know, doing lots of things in, in Greece, known mm. for his known for his uh, generosity. And kindness. And kindness. Supposed, yeah, supposed to be very kind. Um, and he, he's portrayed very early on as a, a bearded bishop uh, in robes. Mm. Uh, and uh, I, I, looked, I looked at a picture of him. Um, he's got some. He's got some red rosy cheeks in in a in a traditional 13th century depiction of him. Okay, it's in St. Catherine's monastery. Okay, really rosy cheeks. Yeah, uh, quite a, a nice looking white beard. Yeah, white beard. Uh, it's not not as full as what we would say. Yeah, I think Santa would, would have. Um, yeah. But he is wearing. I th- I think it's quite faded, but it looks like they're red robes. They're red. Oh, there you go. Isn't that that's interesting? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. yeah. So that goes all the way back there. All the way back. All the way back. So uh, he is he's uh, he's canonized. Uh, I'm trying to find where that is now. I think it's 1054. He's canonized. Okay. Um, or thereabouts. And um, yeah. So he's. Do you know what his miracles were? Uh, no, I don't there you actually. Go. I James. Don't. Um, I can can try and just quickly get there. Mm. Um, But um, for those of you who don't know, for 
in the Catholic religion to be made a saint, they have to have been proven. Yes, to here we go. Miracles, I've got so. some. So yeah. uh, one story tells how during a terrible famine, a malicious butcher lured three children into his house where he killed them, placing their remains in a barrel to cure, planning to sell them as ham. Nicholas, visiting the region to care for the hungry, saw through the butcher's lies and resurrected the pickled children. <laughs> okay. That, that's pretty miraculous. That's a crazy miracle. Yeah. Now there's um, a true crime podcast that's waiting to be made. <laughs> the Miracles of Saints. Yeah. That's that would cool. Be, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was one of his miracles. That's pretty crazy. Yep. Um, yep. And there's that, that's, yeah, James has just put it up on the screen for us too. Maybe I'll link some of these images um, yeah. for people to have a look at. But there's, there's, there's an image of St. Nick resurrecting the pickled children in a barrel. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. One of them has got a bald spot for some reason. <laughs> pretty muscly, weird looking. <laughs> kids, but okay. Yeah. I guess it's the middle ages. Look, middle ages art, are. Art. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it checks out. Oh, and the dude in the background, check him out. That's the butcher. <laughs> He's running away. <laughs> he looks remorseful to be fair. Sure. <laughs> um, so there you go. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's St. Nick. Yes. Um, what I found. Okay. So his feast day is on the 6th of December mm-hmm. and that brought memories flooding back of a school friend, um, Bridget, and she and her family used to exchange presents on the 6th of December. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah, that was because it's St. Nick's feast day. That's his feast and, day. And, um, I also found it really interesting that he is one of the very few saints that really survived the Protestant reformation with, um, you know, having a positive sort of character on the other end with the Protestant church. Right. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, I think cause I think I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying he was at the council of Nicaea. Oh, potentially. Hang on. Let me just oh. quickly double check that. Cause it was um, important. Council of Nicaea. Yep. Uh, he's said to have said it. So for those who don't know, the first council of Nicaea is really important in Christian tradition because it's where they decided on what books would be in the Bible. Mm. Um, so that's why that one's important. It kind of um, solidifies he was what is real text in the Bible and stuff. So yeah. that, that's a, that's a um, maybe that's why they like him. Yeah, there you know. go. Yeah, there you go. Oh. Um, good old Saint Nick. Saint um, Nick. But of course, Sorry. Santa Santa is not just based on St. Nick is based on a conglomerate of a bunch of other things. things. Um, So some of the ones that I found, and then I I thought like we we can, because I know Mm. that you found found lots of things as well. So uh, some of the ones that I know of are Father Christmas, which was a British tradition. Yes. um, And he kind of dates back to sort of the 16th century. So we can talk about him in a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also um, Sinterklaas, which is the sort of Dutch, Dutch, Belgian, Swiss one mm. um, and he I can't remember exactly how far back that dates I might have a look at that in a minute but um, there is also um, a lot of people talk about um, Woden or Odin okay. as being inspiration yeah okay for Santa so as well. this didn't turn up when I did my reading so I'm interested to know about that yeah, yeah. so um, so prior to the Christianization of Europe mm-hmm. um, Obviously, one of the big events of the year was the Midwinter Festival. Mm-hmm. And so um, during Midwinter in a lot of the Germanic tribes, um, they would celebrate Yule yep. um, and, and have the Yuletide and, and things like that. And, um, of course, they had uh, during that time um, there was like increased supernatural 
occurrences. Okay. Right? Because yeah. it's uh, like I think you can kind of – so midwinter, it's dark, it's mm. gloomy, it's cold, mm-hmm. you know, everything is weird at that yeah. point in time in Europe. <laughs> Creepy. Um, and so um, there was supposed to be increased ghostly processions through the sky. All right. Right. And the leader of the, the what's called the wild hunt mm. is at normally called Woden or – Odin, Odin mm. um, bearing many names, but he would ride across the sky, yep. um, bringing ghostly occurrences okay. to the Germanic peoples. But nothing about like gift giving or anything like that. It's just. Uh, yeah, no, not really. Like just yeah. kind of, he did make nightly rides across yeah. the sky. Yeah. Um, but also if you, if you look at depictions of Odin too, that's also mm. quite santery. Yeah. Um, in terms of like the long the beard, beard and, yeah, and yeah. the robes and, mm. and that kind of deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that I, I thought that was an interesting yeah. one. Yeah. Um, well, like with your Sinterklaus, the Dutch yes. one, yes, the Dutch that's one. kind of the beginning of like the Americanization, I, I, from what I found, yeah. of Santa Claus because in like the late 1700s, uh, 1773, um, an American, a New York newspaper reported Dutch families would gather to honour the anniversary of St. Nicholas's death and yeah. they called him Santa Because Sinterklaas is, is St. Yeah. Nicholas. Yes, like that's, that's like his, their yeah. nickname for yeah. St. Yeah, Nicholas. Yeah. And yeah. so that's where, and so they reported on it again the following year and that's kind of the beginning of where it came from in America and then mm-hmm. like Americans kind of came and and ran with it. Mm-hmm. I do have an interesting fun fact though. Sure. Play my music, please. Fun facts. <laughs> fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts. With Siobhan. So the Father Christmas thing that you mentioned uh, Mm -hmm. from like the English sort of tradition of it, um, it was actually illegal in like the the colonies of America. So the Puritans of New England were no fans of Santa Claus following the tradition of their British forefathers who declared that the 20... Uh, December 25th should be a day of fasting and humiliation. Mm. The General Court of Massachusetts Bay Colony passed the law in 1659 that warned whosoever shall be found observing any such day as Christmas or the like, either by forbearing of labour, feasting or any other way, could be fined up to five shillings for the offence. They said that Puritans believed Christmas to be just basically a pagan custom that the Catholics took over without any biblical basis for it. Yeah. Which so, is which is right. So like Christmas was illegal. We we celebrate Christmas because the mm. the the as the Christianization of Europe happens, mm. Mm. they they want to get rid of the pagan festivals. Yes. So one of the ways they do that is by saying, well, we'll just replace the festival with something else, mm. so that people still can celebrate something, yeah. but it'll be a Christian thing like, instead. We'll co-opt your beliefs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're Christmas, on board. <laughs> Christmas replaces the midwinter festival in pretty yes. much any other in any country, mm. um, and. But we, I, I found, I, I was having a look. We're pretty sure Christmas, like if we were, if we were going to be historically accurate, it would either be in like March or September. Right. So it would be the spring or autumn. There was something, yeah, okay. there's, there's something the about. pagan one. And there's, yeah. yeah, so no, no, no. Oh, real, real, real Christmas. Like if when oh, Jesus was born. Real, real birth real of Jesus. Real birth of Jesus stuff. style. Yeah, okay. Should be March or September. Okay. Um, Why don't we do all of it? Like that would be fun. Oh, look. <laughs> Three Christmases a year. Let's do it. it. (laughs) I'm a a bit stressed with Christmas at the moment. So actually that was a really silly thing to say. I could not do this three times a year. (laughs) Um, So uh, 
All right, yeah, so that's okay. that's intercourse. So, yeah. yeah, keep going. All right, yeah. so I have a few ones. So um, the Swiss and German beliefs, they had a Christkind, which literally means like Christ child, and it was an angel-like figure that accompanied St. Nicholas on his missions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's a Scandinavian belief. It's I'm going to mispronounce this, but it's a Yultonman. Yep. It's a jolly elf who delivers gifts from a sleigh drawn by goats. Mm, okay. Yep. Yep. Um, so Iceland's got some interesting beliefs. Oh, Iceland. Yes. They don't have Santa. Sure. Yeah. They have 13 Yule lads. With the Yule ma- lads. The Yule lads. Oh, the lads. <laughs> yeah, the lads. They're on their way. The okay. boys. The boys. Uh, <laughs> they have names like bowl licker, sausage <laughs> swiper, and pot scraper. Okay. And, yes. <laughs> and one of them visits uh, an Icelandic children between December 11 and January 6, leaving gifts in their shoes. I did know about the shoe thing. The shoe they leave thing. their shoes out and yes. then the stuff gets put in their shoes. They yeah, do that yeah, in yeah. France as well. That's a French thing right. too. Yeah. Yeah. But I just liked the, the Yule lads. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a really yeah, good name for yeah, a Christmas band. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. And then the Russian one I found like crazy. All right, go on. So um, the Russians believe there is an elderly woman called Babushka mm. who purposely gave the three wise men the wrong directions to Bethlehem so Ooh. that they would not find baby Jesus. Right. Um, after a while she felt bad, but then she could never find the men to undo what she had done. Sure. So every year on January 5th, she visits Russian children and leaves them gifts by their bedside in the hopes that one of those children will be baby Jesus and she will be forgiven. Whoa. <laughs> How cool is that? She's like, it's quite the spin on the story, it's, it's, isn't it? It's kind. Of, it's she's kind of like a, I want to say vampire in the sense that like, she's she made a mistake mm. and now she's doomed she's, to yeah, walk the yeah, earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying forever to trying to make up for, for a yeah, mistake until she finds. Isn't it. that fascinating? Yeah. So I thought that was. A yeah, really Russians have some <laughs> some good ones. <laughs> Take some stories and just. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the other one that I looked up was the the Father Christmas idea, which mm-hmm. is the traditional English name yes. um, for the personification of Christmas. Okay. Um, he's known as a Christmas gift bringer mm-hmm. um, and develops in the late Victorian period. Um, but can we can kind of find personifications of Christmas sort of back to the 15th century mm. in England as well. Yeah. Um, but um, there were a lot of uh, – a lot of people who didn't like the idea of Christmas again in in England. There was yeah. a, a lot of kind of Puritans who who, who wanted to abolish Christmas, yeah. um, who considered it papist. Yeah, so, uh, those damn Catholics, Catholics those again, damn you know. Oh, gee, so I tell you. Uh, and so, um, yeah, but some um, royalist political pamphleteers, mm-hmm. um, so people who were royalists, mm-hmm. giving out things linking the old traditions with their cause, adopted. Father Christmas as the symbol of the good old days of feasting and good cheer, exactly. because of course the Protestants got rid of a lot of feasts. Yes. So I remember, I remember when I was at university looking at some Catholic traditions, mm. and at the height of like Catholic feasting traditions, mm. there was something like two hundred feast days, crazy amount of feast days, um, yeah. holy days, yeah. or what would become holidays. Yeah. Um, and so people had all this time off, and it was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of the product like. There's the idea of the Protestant work ethic, mm. which comes from the idea that we should we shouldn't be having so many yes. feast days. Let's yeah. uh, and why are we lazy. having why are we having all these feast days for people that are like 
you know, oh, it's this saint's feast day and that mm. saint's feast day mm-hmm. and, like, so the Protestants didn't like that and so they got rid yeah. of a lot of them. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so these – Including Christmas, yeah. Including Christmas. So these yeah. uh, these old uh, royalists wanted to bring back the good old days um, well, and so they adopt I mean, Father need Christmas. I have a couple of feast days. Yeah, sure. For sure. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, Father Christmas uh, was, was the – personification of feasting and merrymaking um, in England. And um, he had no, there was no kind of connection with children or the giving of presents Mm. or any of the other stuff that we, we would associate with Santa necessarily or the popular American version of, of Santa. Um, And that didn't happen. Like they didn't merge father Christmas with Santa until the 1800s or there. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Like how it, how it got to be. Can can I just quickly jump in with one final uh, one? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So in Germany, mm-hmm. um, there is a guy, I'm sure some of our listeners might have heard of him before, called Krampus. Oh, yeah. And Krampus is a horned, anthropomorphic, uh, half goat, half demon, mm-hmm. um, who during the Christmas season scares children who misbehave and assists St. Nicholas, um, who is the one who rewards good children. Um, on the 5th of December at night with modest gifts and bad children with a birch rod. Ooh. I don't know whether the birch rod was designed to be like a, you're going to be whipped with this yeah, like maybe. Yeah, a, a threat. Yeah. Or, um, but yeah. Some kids would love to run around with Krampus, a birch rod. Krampus is coming to give the bad kids his, Holy his, his whip. Okay, James has just so. looked it up for us. So birching, <laughs> I, I did not know this, is a form of corporal punishment with a birch rod. Yeah, so you whack the bare bottom of someone with a birch rod. That would hurt. We're seeing a picture of it too. It looks pretty. Um, that is full on. Violent. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so Krampus is cool. There's also, if, if any anyone's interested in Krampus, there is a really good horror Christmas horror movie oh, called yuck. Krampus. No it is way. great. Oh, no way. Like it is legit great. And I think if anyone is interested in Christmas horror movies, um, Krampus very is, niche is a genre. Really, there are so many of them. <laughs> really? Like I think you'd be surprised oh. if you Google Christmas horror movies, there are so wow. many. Yeah. There you go. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) All right, so the Americanization of Santa. Yeah. So like I said, uh, the 1773 sort of New York newspaper reporting on the Dutch commemorating St. Nicholas. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And then I've got um, 1804, John Pinted from the New York Historical Society started issuing woodcuts of St. Nicholas uh, with the familiar images of like the stockings being filled with presents over a fireplace. Sure. Yeah. Um, We've also... Got yeah, the eighteen twenty two poem by Clement Clark Moore. Yes, yeah, is kind of like uh, is largely responsible for the image of Santa as the jolly old elf who can ascend chimneys and flies from house to house and uh, is led by a sleigh with reindeer. Yeah, so it's really like a um, there's uh, there's this thing that happens in America, which is they, they start adopting a lot of European mm. traditions, mm. but then a lot of, a lot of American, and I, I, I feel like it's um, a lot of American poets, songwriters mm. and novelists mm-hmm. take this idea of Santa yeah. and just run, run with it, with it. Yeah. like fully yeah. run with it. Yeah. Um, so I know that, so uh, Thomas Nast, Yes. Uh, who was a German-born caricaturist, um, and he's best known for creating the elephant symbol for the Republican Party. <laughs> yeah. um, he did a lot of cartooning, and one of the things that he did was um, cartoon Santa Claus, mm. um, and it's probably people assume mm. uh, that this is where we get the modern image of Santa Claus yes. from. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of people were talking about. 
Uh, actually, I, I've heard this rumor before about the whole like um, Coca Cola invented the modern image of Santa that Claus. That was well. No, so what I had is from like 1931. Yeah. Coke used Santa in the red suit. Yes. And so, so ever since then, it's a lot been of people think that they took like a lot of what Nast did. Yeah. And just and just ran with that. It. And of course, Pepsi also used a bunch oh, of stuff as well yeah. in their Christmas advertising. Yeah. So while the, the rumor persists that yeah. it was Coke that did it, it's not Coke. It's not, but they, they made that it. Was, like Santa was already a popular mm. image. Yeah. Um, Coke just, I guess, nationalized it in advertising. Yeah. yeah. Also what's interesting, I think at this time, like, so the mid 1800s is the rise of the department store. Mm. Um, so I don't think it's a coincidence that this is the time when um, Santa becomes a very popular figure. Sure. Christmas becomes associated with children and gift giving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's the rise of the department stores like, um, you know, you've got Macy's and, you know, Selfridges and things like those those very famous old stores. And um, I think it was Selfridges that used the, um, you know, the, the countdown however many shopping days till Christmas. Like right. they, they, they started, started that kind that, of idea. That yeah. concept, yeah. Sure. So it's it's sort of linked to the commercial Commercialization yeah, of cap- Christmas, yeah. Good old capitalism, yeah. yeah so. <laughs> um, the, another thing I found though was, um, so there's a, a children's book author, L. Frank Baum, who in 1902 writes a book called The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Um, and um, what I could find out about this book is that um, at the time, a lot of the kind of, I guess, mythos around mm. Santa was mm. not set in stone yet. Yeah. So the the basic premise of Santa giving presents, yeah. that was there. It's still working. Right. Yeah. Um, but this book um, pretty much is, is what, where we get a lot of stuff from. So in the book, um, uh, where am I? Uh, there was uh, Santa was living in a place, the Valley of Ho Ha Ho, and he had ten re- <laughs> ten reindeer who could not fly but could leap in enormous flight-like bounds. Okay, right. <laughs> That's very um, specific. <laughs> Santa Claus had his his immortality is earned, okay. um, and was decided by a vote of those naturally immortal. Ooh. Um, it also established his motives for being, um, he, he had a happy, a happy childhood among immortals. So he, he was, he grew up as a child among immortals uh-huh. in the story uh-huh. and lives his happy childhood and wants to keep that going for the rest of the world. And so right. the, the immortals vote him immortal. Okay. And then he then becomes Santa Claus bringing okay. cheer yeah. across the world. Okay. Um, Aww. by the way, did you recognize the name L Frank Baum? No. No, he wrote The Wizard of Oz. Oh, there you go. Okay. And Santa Claus I should have is, that. is part of the, Oz. the Oz universe uh, yeah. uh, and, yeah. and appears later on. I think it's in The Road to Oz um, is a book later on and wow. and is, is a character in – and so the, the, whole, the whole Santa mythos yeah. in that – particular vein yeah. comes from the Wizard of Oz. <gasps> My little mind has been blown. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously, yeah, the Coke thing then creates yes. this image of Santa, yeah. uh, the, the department spread. store thing. Yeah. It just kind of yeah. spread all over the world. Outside, yeah. It? yeah. Um, and so we get this idea of Santa being, um, yeah, the bringer of cheer on Christmas morning. Mm. Um, did you find anything anything else that you want to um, so touch on? I, I just had an interesting – I thought you would like this um, about um, 
So he he's like um, a mutant. Ooh. Yeah, Santa Claus is a mutant. Oh, in the in the Marvel universe. In the Marvel universe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, we knew that Santa had magical powers, but who knew he was also a bona fide mutant? Not only that, but apparently he's also the most powerful mutant ever registered, and that's according to Cerebro, the mutant detecting uh, device created by Professor X for the Marvel Universe's X-Men. We learned this shocking news in a special 1991 X-Men comic uh, in which the team of heroes travel to New York City to investigate the so-called Omega-level mutant and discover Santa's abilities include immortality, telepathy, teleportation, uh, weather manipulation, molecular manipulation, immunity to cold and heat and gravity manipulation. So there you go. The most powerful mutant yeah, in the Marvel Universe. Definitely. So all you nerds can nerd out over that. <laughs> I did I did know I did know Santa Claus was a mutant, was but I didn't know the, yeah. I didn't know all the details. Yeah. That's that's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Mm. Um so yeah, look, Santa is um He's also like so. It's become. I, I want to talk a little bit about modern stuff that they that people okay, do. Okay, yeah, go. Um, so one of the one of the cool things that happens every year, and um, I, if I can thoroughly recommend you do this because mm. I think it's really fun, mm. is that you go to the NORAD website. So NORAD is America's Shall I do it right um, now? missile defense. Um, yeah, missile defense. Um, tracking okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. place, right? Yeah. And um and so they, you know, they they're looking for missiles from Russia mostly. <laughs> um but every Christmas they do Santa Tracker That's so via cute. NORAD. And so NORAD fully tracks Santa and you can like watch him watch his progression around the world. Like they fully and there's like a little Santa that like flies across the map and like wow. it's so it's so awesome. I love <laughs> that like grown-ups get into this. Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. You know, there, are, there are a bunch of fully grown adults yeah, who, yeah. Do, who do this every year. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you did you have something to talk about with Australia? Was that? Oh, no, I just thought we could play some bucko and champs just to really get into the mood. Oh, well, <laughs> look, um, one, of the things, one of the things that is modern about yeah. Santa Claus is the – adapting Santa Claus to where you are. And of course yes. we being one of the only Southern hemisphere countries that yeah. fully embrace Christmas. Yeah. Um, we, we adapt to. Yeah. We um, sure do. So, adapt or die. Um, probably a little, probably a little known Christmas carol mm. anywhere else in the world. Siobhan, yeah. Is yeah. this one. Okay. <laughs> Early on one Christmas day, a Joey kangaroo was far from home and lost in a great big zoo. Mummy, where's my mummy? Where is she? <laughs> She's gone away. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I know where you find your mummy, son. Hop on this sleigh. Up beside a bag of toys, little Joey hop. So this is this is six, six white boomers. White boomers. Um, because of course reindeer can't fly in Australia. It's too hot it's here, Siobhan. It's way too hot. Right. Poor little things yeah. that die. Yeah. Yeah. So like we need our we, boomers. We need boomers, mm. and boomers are giant white penguins. Yeah, so the, the the song talks about little Joey who lost his mummy kangaroo, yeah. and so Santa hops him on the sleigh and helps him. yeah helps him out, helps him find his mum. Yeah. yeah, I will say um, when I was a kid, uh, we had a Christmas in Canada. And, okay, yeah, and um, like. 
I was 11 or 12 and like it all, Christmas just all made sense suddenly in that year. Right, like, yeah. you know, it was like, oh, like that's why these carols are all about snow and, and all and like chestnuts and fires and like from like bushfires. No, no, actual like, you know, mm, fireplaces mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, that's why we make this roast. I've always like, why? It's like 35 degrees. Why yeah. are we doing this roast dinner? Like it's so hot. Like, and yeah, so this Christmas in Canada, we were like, Oh, got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I gotta say, so <laughs> I, I we we went to America a couple of years ago. Um it was in January, so I mean we'll we'll pass Christmas mm. at this point, but it was still Christmas. Yeah. Like and and we were in New York and oh my goodness. Magical. It was just amazing. Mm. You you mm. you Americans, you really do know how to do Christmas. Yeah, they do. Um so I'd never experienced anything like that yeah. before. So yeah. we we definitely don't have yeah, it's like, funny. And then a lot of people from the Northern Hemisphere don't understand how we can have a hot, like, Christmas and, and what that looks like. Yeah. And you explain, like, oh, you know, we go to the beach and a lot of people eat seafood. Yeah. <laughs> it's like – and to them that that's just not Christmas. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But- but we still we still do all the European things too. Like we've yeah. got the the fake pine tree. If some people actually yes. do real pine trees, yeah, yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> I don't even I don't even know how they grow pine trees that I'm don't lose sure. their needles in summer. Like how is that even possible? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, but some um, people do real ones, and yeah. uh, we we do all those types yeah. of traditions too, yeah. um, which is weird. I don't know. Well, like, do we haven't kind yeah. of, I guess, appropriated other things? No, we um, just we're just rely. I got to tell you, uh, speaking of Santa, mm. so like here at school, I dressed up as Santa for our. Oh yeah, the photos. Our, our, our we had Santa photos for a fundraiser, yeah. and I dressed up as Santa. Yeah. And oh man, hot poor Santa! <laughs> like, if Santa is not coming down here in a singlet, shorts, and thongs, <laughs> then he He's is going to die. <laughs> like, he will be dead before he <laughs> makes it out of the yeah. country. It is for so sure. hot. So so yeah. hot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, look, I, I hope he's stocked up on um, on water bottles mm-hmm. um, and, yep. you know. Might leave some Air conditioning in him. the sleigh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He'll I, need it. I definitely think he'll need it. Mm. Um, all right. Is there yeah. anything else that you have to talk no, about? No, I think that's it. I think that's been fun. Right. I've enjoyed this one. I've enjoyed this one too. Yes. Um, so, look, this is our last episode for the year. Yes. Um, and uh, I just wanted to – I wanted to thank – uh, my two uh, lovely co-hosts here. So thank you, <laughs> thank you, Siobhan, for topics no and and researching and that's all right. Thank you supporting for all, my little idea. <laughs> all the technological know-how that you bring. That's okay. If it was just me, it, this would not have happened. Sure. <laughs> and thank you to James, who is our fact checker, and he just supports us in general. Yes. Um, on our podcasting journey here. So thank you, James. Thank you. Right. Merry Christmas. Merry James. Christmas. Merry Christmas. And um, I want to say thank you to um our partners who let us uh, come here on a Thursday afternoon and record yeah, stuff yeah. and not Shout come home from work. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah. yeah thank you. Thank and you. Um, uh, so uh, that's uh, D and Steve, yeah. by the way, just, yeah. I'm going to name shout, the, yeah, shout yeah, out to yeah. them. Yeah. They'll love that. Um, and um, I wanted to, I wanted to say, so um, uh, I've been listening. I've got a recommendation, a podcast, <gasps> our first podcast recommendation. Yes. Um, so I was listening um, to a couple of things over the holidays and in my Twitter feed, I saw one for the history detective mm. and it intrigued me because yep. she was doing um, 
basically stuff that's aligned to the Australian curriculum. So yeah. for all our teacher friends out there mm. in teacher land, mm-hmm. um, especially Australia teacher land a little yeah. bit because she, she does it to the Australian curriculum. She, mm. she makes um, history mystery case files. Yeah. Um, that, that Such a cool idea. Yeah, yeah. That, like that talk about a lot of things that are aligned to the Australian curriculum and mm. they're, they're fascinating. Mm. They're really, really good. Um, so if you, if you want to go and check out the history detective, um, that'd be, that'd be really good. Mm. Um, and she's been a big supporter of ours as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's good to have friends. It is. <laughs> it is. Um, I also really wanted to thank my friend, uh, and former student Lachlan McWhorter, who mm. has done our music for us yeah. for the podcast, which awesome. I love our yeah. music and it's been really cool to have that happen. Yeah. And I just wanted to say that he has started, uh, his new career as, um, as a musician. He's, um, Aww. he's got his first single out. <gasps> so I thought I might, okay. I might plug it. So yeah, let's uh, plug it. his artist name is Breddy. Cool. Um, so bread with a Y, Breddy. Okay. Uh, and this is from his first official single. Thanks to thanks to Lachlan who uh, yeah he quite quite a funky electro yeah very style talented yeah. Um, yeah yeah mm. so I wanted to to do a shout out to him um, but uh, we will be back next year we will thank you all for listening thank and you for, for listening the yes. kind comments from friends and family and fans that's yeah. awesome yeah, yeah. It was really we just good. love doing it so, yeah, yeah it's been yeah. really enjoyable to do yeah. and we're going to keep going we will yeah back so next year we'll be back and uh, that's, that's how, how it came, came to this. So as always, you can catch us by email. How did it come to this podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter and Facebook at HDICTT podcast. Uh, if you like the show, could you leave us a review? That'd be really good and helpful to our show getting off the ground. How did it come to this is written by Daniel Matters and Siobhan Doherty. Our producer is James Tuckwell. Uh, and it is edited by Daniel Matters. Original music by Lachlan McWhorter. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next year. I know where you find your mummy, son. Hop on with this, please. I'll a bag of toys, Journal Joey hopped But they hadn't gone far when Santa stopped And harnessed all the reindeer and Joey wondered why Then he heard a far off booming in the sky Ooh, boy! Ooh. Boing! Boom! Boing! Boom! Look! Six white boomers, snow white boomers Racing Santa Claus through the blazing sun Six white boomers, snow white boomers On his Australian run